0: So Christopher, hmm. since nineteen sixty-two, there have been twenty-five official James Bond films, a couple unofficials, if you count those. Who is your favorite James Bond actor?
1: Bond.
2: James Bond.
1: Uh fantastic question. Um, I grew up watching Bond. My grandfather was like the utmost gentleman. He thought Bond was the coolest. So we would watch James Bond. Um, so I love all the older James Bond, all the, the super cheeseburgers, all of them. We used to watch it. I love how just everything pans out in those movies um, So I have a nostalgia for like Sean Connery was my favorite. Um, and then also nostalgia Pierce Brosnan because like that's when I was like a young adult and like, that BMW, what was it, a Z3 convertible? He was, like, driving it across the ice in that scene.
0: Oh, die was Another it, Day?
1: Die Another Day, right? Yeah. Oh, man, that mm-hmm. shit got me going. But of all the Bonds, I think the person that is the most James Bond is Daniel Craig. For me, Daniel Craig is James Bond now. Like, he is completely embodies he's James Bond to me. Have you uh, have you read any of the books, Joe? Like um, everyone in the <laughs> podcast knows. Um, well, who why would you like um, that I question? I literally Chris? can't read. So <laughs> yes. thank you so much What the fucking question is that? So, you, so, you can so, read. I've seen you read so so believe,
0: boxes and things. Believe it or not, as a reader of I don't know five six seven Bond novels, in my opinion, the one who closely emulates the novel James Bond the most is George Lazenby. They leave it to Joe to pick the guy who was in one movie. Yeah, that, like, f- it, that movie and he's like, that's the one. That movie is phenomenal. And when you guys see this new one, which I saw last night, it emulates that movie. Like the music is in that movie. There are lines from that movie that's in this new one. It's a lot like that movie. So that movie is very important in the James Bond lore, in my opinion.
1: Let's, well, let's and they can also, we fill the know, people in on what the title of that movie is. So if they want to go watch it, they can. On Her
0: Majesty's it. Secret Service. I believe it that, came out. That's in, that Lazenby one. Yes, I believe it came out in '69. Side note, there's a great documentary about him on Hulu that tells the story of how he became Bond and how he lost the job of Bond. It's really good.
2: Yeah, and Bond's uh, just a cool cat. But if I was going to pick one, I'm going to pick a dark horse that nobody likes to talk about and that's roger moore Uh, i'm a big fan of his villains and his movie plots that was my favorite section of the james bond you know book lore and everything and they haven't they haven't been on a book since what license to kill was the last one i think was the book beforehand all the pierce brosnan ones were like out of left field but that though they were fun and 90s action. I mean, Goldeneye was something special. I, I, I could watch that uh, satellite cra- uh, crashing on Sean yep. Bean over and over again. I believe the uh, I believe the last book film was uh, Casino Royale,
0: actually.
1: Yeah, Casino Royale was. Casino
0: Royale was the very
2: first book. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I count that though, because like that was none of the Pierce Brosnan ones were a book. Yes. And Casino Royale came out as a oh, comedy book. You're,
0: oh, you're, you're saying when they stopped. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the comedy. So you're saying when they stopped the line of books. I get it. I get it. I got
2: you. I, I'm pretty sure it's License to Kill. That's either Ben's
1: always right.
2: No, Ben is right. That's all I need to hear.
1: Let's talk ben some football. and Beyond.
2: everybody that was a little janky ending there but (laughs) glitch in the matrix (laughs) yeah uh, that wasn't ending the way that i was supposed to anyways welcome everybody to week six of the pining four podcast i am the broken cock himself ben max with me as always is two beers too deep himself chris grasso back from the rolling hills of tuscany is the man in the booth joe from musa joe how was your wine tour
0: uh, tasted some fine wines and uh,
2: yeah, some uh, excellent fettuccine alfredo. So yeah, it was great. All right, and you know we're out. We're without uh, Wiener's Ween Dogs. Greg Mark, who he's uh, he took a hiking trip uh, out to Rio de Janeiro to go up to the Christ the So good for him. I didn't know he was a hiking kind of guy, but that's what he's doing. There's a gorgeous trolley that really takes you. So you can either do the hike or take the trolley. So. I, he told me he was convinced about the hike. I, you know, he, he gets it in his head sometimes and that's what he wants to do. Spiritual
1: so, journey. Yeah. More
2: power to him. So, you know, it's, if you notice I'm a little bouncier than usual, it's cause I finally, I, I pa- finally put one in the end zone. I, I won my week last week. Uh, a lot of high scoring games, you know, a lot, a lot of good stuff around the, uh, around the league, unless you're Spencer. Uh, He's uh he's fallen quite a bit. What are your impressions from the week guys? I'm uh
1: I football is the brightest spot uh in, in my day uh currently and it's fantastic. Um fantasy has been super great. Everything is super tight. Um even the teams that are doing really well are all doing like very close to each other. Like the top 3 teams are only separated by like 10 points. Like we're all super competitive with each other this year. It's a shame um, that Spencer's team is hurting so bad. I think he can make some moves and and scrap his way back. It's only going to be a couple of weeks. I think he's got enough time to recover. Um, but the high-scoring games are just so much fun to watch. Like, I don't know every week who's going to get the 20 bucks. And it's really interesting because, like, I thought I had a shot. And then Joe came out of nowhere and blew us all out of the water.
2: Absolutely nowhere. Oh,
1: and uh, Spencer, if you're listening,
2: the word of the week is nose candy nose candy i guess that's words of the week
0: who knows candy spencer knows candy
1: we're oh, we talking like okay like no nose like it
2: <laughs> i don't know i'm just trying to make a sentence here uh i you know we'll leave it up to spencer to decide so with that let's <laughs> let's go into the first matchup, and we'll cover spencer's game himself it was a trounce. You know, this this came very close to being a tripled up score. Uh, the Moose Mayhem, who came away with twenty dollars this week, if Greg ever pays him, uh, it, he scored one hundred and eighty three point seven to Spencer seventy four point one. Grasso, what do you think? I
1: I think this sh- This is this makes a a huge power shift um, in that division. Um for Moose. I think that puts him much closer to the top. I think Moose all around might have close to the best team if if everybody just averagely shows up. Um nobody was like outrageous besides Lamar was outrageously outstanding. But everybody else had like a relatively doable game. I mean Jamar Chase is incredible. Um yeah. his connection with Burrow is Something to watch every single week. They're going to score a touchdown. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he scored quite a bit. And, you know, you got double digits across the board. And, you know, we were talking about that one-two punch that Detroit has with Swift and Williams. But they're really the junior version of that. The real version of that one-two punch is Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who have both been doing ridiculously well this season. He's got the Nick Chubb half of it, uh, who, who went off. I mean, it's just a great score all around the board. Dawson Knox had that old Randy Moss line, uh, three catches and uh, two touchdowns or a touchdown and 113 yards just outrageous uh to get that out of your tight end it's not going to happen every week but it happened all at once here joe what do you uh what do you have to say about your team and spencer's um, team i guess
0: i mean i think dawson knox is the uh is this year's uh secret weapon um i've always been high on knox i had him i think at the end of last season just to throw in a tight end um but they're finally getting him in the mix and he's the only tight end out there running routes i think it's like 75 to 80 percent of plays he's he's running a route so he might be uh he might be a good difference maker i mean there are guys on this team that are showing up that i didn't think i'd be starting every week like i didn't think jamar chase would find himself into wide receiver two potentially one status you know this early into the season um i didn't think swift would be you know a potential rb1 uh i felt like he'd be
2: Chase be, is your wide receiver one yeah it's not potential I, he is your wide yeah, receiver yeah one.
0: exactly so i mean i i, get, I drafted Ayuk to be that to be that guy and a is you know shit in the bed so i'm lucky to have that uh to have that plug and play um right i mean i'm looking ahead trying to you know think about if i hit have some injuries you know i have a couple guys that i can plug into so uh
2: yeah i mean and just try to take a week by week Right. And death is going to be really important kind of in the coming weeks because this is the beginning of bye week frenzy. We're going to talk about that in a little while, but you know, just uh to put a button on uh, Spencer's side, he suffers another catastrophic injury with Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean now uh, Wilson and McCaffrey and McCaffrey it's 50-50 to play this week, but and he's got Jerry Judy on the IR. So there's just so many injuries to deal with. It comes into play too. There's not a lot of backup on that team. He had a lot of good starters, but AJ Brown has been a huge disappointment. Adam Thielen's been a huge disappointment. Chase Edmonds can't hasn't really been the guy there, and Devin Singletary is playing. You know, even though he's pretty much equal in snaps to Zach Moss, he's not getting the same type of production. So there's a lot of there's a lot of holes there that aren't being filled, and uh, that's what she said. So I don't fucking
1: know shit. Yes, he's we'll in a tough on. spot. He's in a tough spot. Very, he tough can take spot. his way out, but he's in a very tough spot.
2: Yes. Now we'll we'll move into uh, two teams that are moving in kind of two different directions here. Uh, move into the Vinsiloons versus the Big X Bashers. Now the Vinza Loons, uh had a great week. They came overcame a lot of uh, negativity going into this, scoring one forty four point four five to Big X Basher's mass tanking. One eleven point eight. Joe, you have any thoughts on this game? <laughs> Mass stinking. I mean, it, we got to start taking
0: bets on the uh, the quarterback that Echo is going to throw in there at any given week. Because who was it this week? I mean, it was Daniel- Joe Jones was a good play, but he <laughs> yeah, had. A I mean, concussion. Jo- Jones is a good play, but in the at the end of the day, he's still Daniel Jones. So, I mean, I mean, who are we looking at? Just digress real quick. Who are we looking at next week, Trevor? <clears throat> So you picked Lawrence, up, he's, pick he's up the Lawrence again, Lawrence. Good yeah.
2: God. But I mean, you know, Daniel Jones was the number two quarterback going into this week, and he scored yes. a lot of points without his, like getting five from his quarterback. Yeah, so
0: I mean, he he needs to figure out how to start plugging some holes. You know, as as these weeks go on, Chuba Hubbard is not going to be a starter probably coming this week. Um, Damian Harris is injury prone. Trey Sermon is kind of useless. Elijah Mitchell, I don't trust him. Like. I think moving forward, he needs to start finding more permanent guys as opposed to these week to week shuffles because mm-hmm. it may not sustain. And you know, it looks like the Bills had Travis Kelsey's number last week. So, like, I mean, yeah, he scored a touchdown in garbage time, but like have we figured out Travis Kelsey? Was he worth the first round pick? I mean, he's
2: still the number one tight end. I mean, he's still I, getting he's still getting seven looks a game.
0: I, I I'd agree, but uh, you know me and drafting tight ends early. I'm kind of salty about that after doing it
2: so many years in a row. But well, okay, maybe you just picked the wrong guy.
1: I think uh, if, I did. I think if Eckle I mean Danny Jones was the right call. He just happened to get injured. If Daniel Jones shows up, this is this is this is very close. If Daniel Jones puts up twenty points, this is a different game. I mean Echel. Shuffling defenses around a lot, also, is easy. I mean, he does it. People stream defenses. Everybody stream defenses. It's always a gamble. Um, Raiders probably should have showed up a little bit more, uh, against that rookie quarterback coached by Matt Nagy. I mean, probably. Um, and that's the hope is that like your gamble of a defense, uh, will play off. Um, uh, and sometimes it doesn't. Also, Bobby Tree's on the other side is really starting to click with Matt Stafford. So Vinza Lunas is on the up and up um Zeke looks like his own self Kareem Hunt is getting enough touches where he is viable and Chubb are both viable um and I see what you're saying in a couple of weeks Eccles team looks like it might have be hurting he's got a great wide receiver core and Kelsey core but outside that he really needs to fill that quarterback hole sorry it's gonna hurt him
2: Gregory. <laughs> well and you know to uh, for the Vinzaloon's It's going to be, I mean, his team looks real good. Like, uh, I feel like if he has his team in full strength like this, he could be a tough out at any point. But with Byes coming up, he doesn't have a lot of depth. So it's going to be difficult week to week to really get to fill in those gaps. I said it again, but that's besides the point. That's what what this theme is going to be, really, throughout the season, is to be able to, whoever manages now, because all of our teams are really close, it's going to turn out to see who could make those week-to-week decisions to get the best roster and the best points, and that's ultimately who's going to end up getting through this because you only have so many weeks of full strength. We'll move on to the weak side werewolves versus the keeks to success. Uh, this one was another close one. Uh, I believe the weak side werewolves have pulled out their second victory in a row, scoring 140.9 to the keeks to success is 115. Now – Doge has said this several times. Uh, and you know, I'm sure whenever he listens to this when he's back from Rio, uh, he'll agree that a lot of the key the Keys' team has really been boom or bust. And this was kind of bust with Kansas City. Uh Joe, what do you think?
0: Um, I agree. I agree about the boom bust thing, because I fell victim to the uh was it a 150 point uh showing from the Keeks last week? Uh, which I don't think is I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's not sustainable. I think what we saw at the Keeks this week is a bit more uh what the Keeks can do. Um good for the werewolves, you know, really good showing. Uh, but I think, you know, on paper, both of these teams are kind of similar. Um, obviously the one-two punch of Mahomes uh Hill, and then you have, you know, Rogers uh adams on the other side um it's wins like this that'll that both teams will need uh to squeak out you know wins across the season because um week-to-week sustainability i also agree is not uh is not sustainable for lack of a better term i just said it twice uh for these teams to make it uh to make it through
1: I mean, Saquon going down is big for Keeks. I mean, again, him going down again is big again for him. Um, also, the tight end position is a struggle this year, and I feel like a lot of teams with good tight ends are going to be in the upper half of the league because having these question mark tight ends like Noah Fant, who is fantastically athletic and a very good tight end all around and TJ Hawkinson in the same way they're in the I would say they were about even as like talent wise but they're not putting up fantasy points they're very good for their teams they're doing what they need to do but they're not putting up the fantasy points uh necessary and also you see the holes kind of in Keegan's team when Mahomes really can't hook it up with Tyreek Hill for 60 points it's hard to eke out a win but also, Keegan scored 115 points. That's pretty good. Just so happens that the weak side werewolves I mean, are coming on. And to be honest with you, though, it really came from Mike Williams. And
2: you know, the Chargers, the Chargers had that wild game with the Browns, which scored so many points for so many players on both of those teams.
1: Dude, it... I saw a crazy just one second. I saw a crazy statistic sure. on that game. It's the first game in NFL history, 443-0 to zero when a when the, uh, team scores more than 40 points and has zero turnovers. So the yep. first game in NFL
0: history. And, and, and when they lose the game. Right. So 40-plus points, points or Browns, something. 40-plus right? yeah. for points,
1: yeah. no turnovers for the Browns, and they
2: lost. Right. So, I mean, in, when we get to Doge's game, which I think we'll cover next, you're going to see like those, that, that Chargers game really helped him destroy this week. Uh, ju- ju- just to wrap this up a little bit, you know, Dale's team had a lot of strength. Uh, James Robinson looks like the guy again, even though I tried to move away from him. He's still putting up great numbers for a really terrible Jacksonville team. Uh, Devontae Adams looked great again, and he had a lot out of Marquise Brown. Uh, Lamar Jackson's starting to look like a, a, a real pocket passer. If he keeps that up, Brown could be a little bit of a secret weapon for a little bit of a run here with the we're werewolves, who... Knows a thing or two about successful uh, winning runs. Not really successful, but he knows how to win a few, string a few wins together. We'll see what happens. Why not? Yeah, why not? Let's uh, let's move to the Wieners Wien Dogs versus the Fitz Magic. Uh This one wasn't even close. It was the Wieners Wien Dogs 179.4 to Fitz Magic's 112.85. Grasso, some thoughts?
1: Uh thoughts. Uh running back two for fits has been an issue all season long. Miles Sanders was drafted to be that, and he should be playing better, and he is just not. So Latavius Murray's in that slot, and they had less than a hundred rushing yards for the first time in 43 games. Yep. They tied an NFL record with the Steelers. Um, they did not break their record. I'm sure everybody knows that. Um but Latavius didn't really didn't show up this week. He is a good plug-in, um, and Fitz's team is better than it's it's better than zero 5 five. Um, but there's really it's Swiss cheese um, on the Fitz side of the ball, and Wiener's we Wien Dog is an absolute buzz right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know it's a, it basically his entire starting lineup except for defense and kicker scored more than 12 points. We talked about the chargers just scoring an absurd amount of points, almost 50 for Herbert uh, 30 for Eckler. That's, I mean, they're going to have a lot of points. They're not going to score 80 points every week. That's, that's not going to happen. But when you see Kyle Pitts finally had his coming out party, uh, maybe that was the London effect. But he looked really good. We'll see how he looks when he comes stateside again. Uh, but if he ends up being the great guy, you know, with uh, Grant going down and possibly, you know, not being as effective, you know, he had a punctured lung, having Pitts there as a safety valve will be really helpful. Although I'm pretty sure the Falcons have a bye week this week. So that that's going to be difficult to navigate. Uh, Joe, any thoughts?
0: Yeah, Fitz is kind of in an unfortunate position. I just went through his scores. I mean, aside from a couple of weeks where he scored like 79. He's still putting up like 115, 120 weeks, but in this season so far, like you have to probably put up like 130 to guarantee yourself a win. Like that's kind of what we've been seeing and Fitz's team has not been doing that. Um and you know, if you're looking at his lineup just from this past week, I mean Hopkins, okay, great. But we were just saying, you know, in the pre-production more, uh, meeting beforehand, like Corey Davis is he a fantasy reliable person on the jets? Um, Cortland Sutton's kind of, you know, having his on and off weeks. Right. Um, obviously had a great week, but I mean, Latavius Murray, you know, should not be your running back too. If you're trying to, you know, sustain some wins as the season goes on. I know Miles Sanders is having some struggles. I get it. Um, but you know, it's not like he has guys on his bench to really plug in either. So he's another person like Spencer who I think needs to, Make some potential moves with other teams who have that depth if he's looking to get something.
2: Yeah. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Again, with these buys, a lot of things are going to change. A lot of it will come down to who can manage their team the best. We'll move on to the dynasty versus the two beers too deep. This one, again, wasn't that close. There was a lot of points scored by two beers too deep, 161.65 to be exact. Uh, and the Dynasty came up with 112.1. And really here, Derrick Henry put the team on his back. He had a typical Derrick Henry game. I don't know how many years Derrick Henry has left at this production level, but we gotta ride it while it lasts. Losing CEH may be a difficult road to hoe. But you know, Mark Andrews came in big for two beers too deep. Uh, Debo still consistent. And then on the dynasty side, you know, his top three did great. Dak had a good game for his, his starting quarterback and, you know, Harris did great and Madison did okay, but he had no wide receiver production. That's going to be an issue. I think for him, Joe, what do you think?
0: Um, Deej, I think has some potential holes moving forward that I think you know, will be struggles for him. I mean, Marvin Jones, sure, not a great name, but obviously somewhat productive. Um, He's now on his third or fourth tight end for this season. He just threw in Jono Smith who we know is not, you know, fantasy reliable or sustainable. Um, I mean, yeah, a decent week, one twelve, but you know, like I was saying in our, in our, just our our, recap, just before this is becoming a, a year where you have to score, you know, 120, 130 to guarantee yourself a win. So if you're just skating by, you know, with 112, 115, you kind of have to find ways to to get those extra points. I mean, a guy like Madison, sure, you know, he'll be reliable if Cook is still down, which it looks like he might be this week. But, you know, this is another one of those teams kind of like Echo, where is he going to just plug and play guys every week and see what happens or make some moves to try and, you know,
1: stay above 500? Mm-hmm. He's always making moves. Uh Chris is always trying to do some. Oh, uh, I
0: mean, I'm pretty sure we we all have received or, and potentially uh gotten to the eleventh, you know, the last step of a trade until it's pulled back at the the last second. I think that's happened to all of us. Um but you know, Chris to 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 your uh to your team, I mean, your team I I think is the one to beat. I said that at the beginning of this beginning of this podcast, beginning of the season. I, I still I still believe it. So
1: CH going down is huge and my running back room is very thin. And I forgot, I forgot
0: about that. Sorry. So, um, so slight down, slight downgrade.
1: <laughs> yeah. His running, his running back room is super deep right now. I mean, especially with Madison playing, um, he's got Josh Jacobs on the bench and I love Josh Jacobs. He's a very hard running, running back. Um, but he doesn't have any really wide receivers at all, uh, to shake a stick at, um, and that's something he's probably going to work on changing, so he can just get over this hump. He does score a good amount of points, and I thought this game was going to be much closer than it was. Um, Derrick Henry ridiculous, and Mark Andrews literally had the best game of his career in every single category. So, yeah, hats off to Mark Andrews for
2: his grandma. Much funny.
1: Um, Matt Stafford is um, in the. I think Matt Stafford and Justin Herbert are my top two candidates for MVP right now. Um. I also love Josh Allen, so those three are pretty much tied. Any three of those guys could, after five weeks, could be MVP.
2: That's some great analysis on the MVP race. You yeah, see, you get it all
1: with this podcast. I th- I, you need an MVP caliber quarterback in order to win this league. That's not true. I, I think it
2: helps. It, it does help. It does help, but that's not always true. It, it does. Uh, it does. It
0: does help, and it can. It, it, in my opinion,
2: an MVP caliber. Quarterback can
0: help you get out of the mouth breather playoff as opposed to helping you win a championship, i.e. my situation last year. I think it was Josh Allen who helped push me over the uh, the mouth breather himself.
2: Yeah, and uh, Vinny's, Vinny's team is be only being held up by Josh Allen right now. That's the reason he won against uh, the Bashers was the quarterbacks. All right, we've got one matchup left. It's my matchup. The Broken Cox finally got their first win, scoring 121.8 to a really hobbled uh, Jimmy's Show Me a TDs, who scored 108.25. Grasso, what do you think about this matchup?
1: Uh, I, I like that Jonathan Taylor showed up. Um, that Indianapolis team actually looked like a football team. They're finally kind of gelling. They have a little bit of confidence. It's very nice. Zach Moss has been consistent for you. Diggs really hasn't shown up yet this year. Um, which we're still waiting on. He's Stefan Diggs. Um, he, he will have his, he will have his time. Um, it will come Jimmy. Um, Tom Brady scoring 44 points is great. Tom Brady is not always going to score forty-four points, and he needs to find production. He's got he's got good names in his wide receiver slots. His running back having Dalvin Cook out is devastating.
2: Oh, and David Montgomery. And David
1: Montgomery. And, and David Montgomery. So he's got like everybody. He's got his. So he's really struggling with in, injuries, and but his team still has the potential to do really well. Um, I think the broken cocks are on the up and up. Uh, personally, I think they're, uh, Antonio Brown is definitely just fitting exactly into the perfect role that he always wanted. Um, he's going up against, he's essentially like their third wide receiver. So he's going up against like the third shittiest cornerback and or like a linebacker in the middle. So he's almost always going to have the advantage. Um, so he's going to be open a lot this year, I think. Joe.
0: Uh, this was a. Uh, I looked at as uh, looking at this lineup from this past week. This was kind of a desperation uh, lineup here. I mean, Amir Abdullah is his uh, is his RB two because he really had nobody else to kind of throw in there. And uh, you know, I mean, it looks he looks to be in better position next week uh, with after he dropped 101 Dalmatians on Devontae Booker. Oh, big spender! So, uh, you know. I, uh, again, another one of those teams where 108 points, sure, when we were in standard league, it can get the job done, but now with half PPR, uh
2: It's kind of a struggle to sneak out a win that way. Right. Now I'm going to go on uh, up on a little bit of a soapbox here because I finally have won a game. I feel like I can talk a little bit about my team before we move on. So the first thing is I scored 120 points with only getting nine points from my quarterback. Quarterback has been very difficult for me. Tannehill ended up being a real bust of a 10th, even though it was a 10th round pick Carr was great. Then we haven't even talked about John Gruden being fired and the ramifications for that fantasy wise. I mean, it can mean a lot of desperation on a Raiders team that's had no consistency for like the past five, six years. And the Davises didn't really want to get rid of John Gruden, even though they should have. But so, you know, that's messy, but besides that, you know, I've got, People are going to cringe at the name, but I got Carson Wentz this week. I think he showed up, uh, he has showed up the past few weeks. I'm really playing kind of a streaming quarterback option here. Uh, And so we'll see where that goes. Jonathan Taylor, uh, Chris, you alluded to, finally showed up. He's the guy, that's the guy I wanted to uh, draft to do that. Even Gaskin did great on my bench. In a receiver role, I don't know how consistent that's going to be, but he has these kind of huge games once in a while, Zach Moss has been really consistent. Dalton Schultz has been one of the biggest stealth great pickups this whole season. He's the number four tight end and he's on my team, which is great because George Kettle has been garbage. So there's a lot of there's a lot to like about this team. Right now, I I am optimistic, even though I've lost four times, I still think I I can turn things around here and like you were saying just one last point about antonio brown he is facing those third he's running those third level routes but he he's probably the most fantasy relevant tampa bay wide receiver right now i
1: don't know if you guys would agree with that i I have mike evans so i'm gonna disagree with you mike evans has been super as he's not putting up the he's Okay. You're not wrong. You're right. He is the most fantasy relevant. Mike Evans is still fantasy relevant and still sure. very good, but they're putting up so many points and he's throwing so many touchdowns, he's spreading it around. So many yards. He's just spreading it around. All of them are fantasy relevant. I think Godwin is maybe a flex at best. Godwin doesn't get as many touches as Mike Evans, who is a freak of just a freak of nature, uh, really. And Antonio Brown, who is getting open more than he ever has. Yeah. They're both okay. fantasy-relevant, but Brown is more relevant, I would say.
2: Agreed. We'll move on to our, uh, our little mini-segment here before we go into the Power Rankings. Uh, this, as I mentioned, begins the bye week. Right, the bye weeks. Uh, so this is the first week of the season. Yep. <laughs> this is the first week of the season that any team does not uh, any team does not have to play. There's four of them this week, the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, the New York Jets, and San Francisco 49ers. Uh, fantasy relevancy for this. Corderell Patterson's gone. Kyle Pitts can't play. Obviously, Alvin Kamara. Uh, the Jets know who, who do you really care about on the jets cory davis maybe i don't know and you know debo from the 49ers so there's little pieces here or there but there's going to be some a few extra weeks going in here where the buys are really going to have an impact on the matchup and this is where the team depths uh are going to come into play guys do you have any tips on how to navigate
1: did you just like anticipate what he was gonna say? It? That's. I, I I
2: decided about
0: twenty that's seconds ago that anytime he says the wonderful. word "bye," I'm just that's gonna. So
1: wonderful. That's great. Um. Yeah. So the Jets. I'm happy as a Jets fan. Um. Because we can't lose this week. Uh, so that's nice. Um. But fantasy wise for the Jets, everything's really a question mark because they haven't really figured themselves out yet. Um, you could probably take any of the three running backs. Maybe one of them will score a touchdown. It's a gamble. Um, Cordero Patterson is a big hit for Jimmy because he's already struggling with running backs. So that's why he dropped so much money. Um, he needs Devontae Booker. There's no other option really. Um, and Kamara is not the stud that he should be this year um he's he's shown up I'm not saying he hasn't shown up I'm just saying he's not the stud that we all thought he was um that I I I wanted him in the draft when I knew Fitz was going to take him but I really wa- wanted Fitz to take Henry and I wanted Camara but you know now looking back on it Henry was definitely the right choice um Debo being out is a is a hit but Hunter Renfro is my plug in for Debo so he's been doing well so maybe that's acceptable
0: we'll see hmm. I don't know if I would say Camara's not the stud uh, we thought he was. They're just not using him right. Like, didn't he run like twenty times for the first, or didn't he rush for like twenty times for the first time in his career like two weeks ago? Like, that's not how you utilize a player like that.
1: No, they have not been utilizing him correctly. That's what yeah. I mean.
0: So, so there, therein lies, you know, therein lies that struggle. And obviously, none of us could have could have pinned that, you know, going into the season. But it's probably, you know, because Jameis can't. He can either chuck it, throw an interception, or that's it. You know, the dump-off passes may not be Jameis' thing. You know, I did hear he dumped off some crab legs from a Publix once, but I digress. So,
2: Yeah, these buys are going to be easy to navigate at first, but there's a few where like six or seven teams have a buy. buy. And right now with all these buys, it's going to be difficult to see where, uh, where, the, where the plug-in players are going to be. I have to be very careful about what I, what I say from now on. So I'm just going to move on from the buy discussion. Um, bye, bye, bye. God, I should have never given him soundboard powers. Uh, we'll, we're going to move into the power rankings here. Do you have the power rankings, Sander? Or is that not ready yet? Oh my god, that's that's not ready yet. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me get you
0: something here.
1: I feel like that needs to be like a tune. That's gonna <laughs> yeah, fall it, yeah, it it's is, gotta be a tune. Listen,
0: listen, listen, it uh, is a tune. Listen, for every 30 seconds of like a singer or something, that's a that's a good like 30 minutes to an hour of just some research. So uh I don't know. That's
2: what okay. I got for now. The Draft that Sounder? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess. That, that works. That's fine. Well, well, we'll work on it later. Uh, So normally we, we've been having them split into kind of four team tiers, but three, 14 tiers. Now we're going to do four, three-team tiers. Kind of makes sense. We're going to start with the bottom. Well, actually, the bottom is really... No, no, I'll stick with just three for right now. So 12 uh, now is Fitzmagic. 11 is the broken cock corollary. 10 is the Vinzaloons, even though he scored so many points. Uh, you know, it's it's difficult to move these teams up or down too many spots. Um, Fitz still hasn't won a game. That's why he's below the broken cocks, even though the broken cocks have scored less points for the season. Vinny, if he keeps winning, is going to move up on these rankings. Uh, guys, do you have any debate about the bottom three? You want me to move on to nine through seven?
1: No, that, that that's pretty much where it sits. Um, your points for are a, a little bit yeah. sad at this point. Um, but you'll, I you're, I think your team is turning it around. Um, and Fitz's team is kind of on a decline.
0: Yeah, I think I said we. I think I said in the pre-production meeting, I think we're pretty certain what the bottom three or four teams are right now. But like you said, if Vinny can throw some wins together over the next few weeks, he can
2: rise himself up, and you know maybe the Bashers will fall a little bit. We don't know. Right. So yes, let's talk about that next tier nine through seven. So nine, the biggest follower this week, the Papa squats, just keep tumbling. Uh, Big X bashers have not moved. Uh, they're still at eight. And the week said werewolves have bumped themselves up a little bit. Uh, you know, this really, these teams have some serious holes. Uh, good management is what's keeping Eccles team in an, or over managing, I guess you can say. So, you know, he's right. Every once in a while, Dale's team is starting to turn around a little bit and, Spencer just keeps getting racked with injuries. It's really difficult to see a path to some victories for him. So he's, I feel like he's just going to keep tumbling.
0: What's your phone number, Gregory?
1: Yeah, Spencer's team is sliding and he's, he's helping putting the brakes on by making some acquisitions and moving some parts around. I, th- I think he's got to make a, a, a trade of some kind this week to pulse, to pull something into his team, to give himself some hope. Um, so I think he's got to look for a piece to trade to kind of bring himself back into the fold. Um, Dale's team looks hot. Uh, the werewolf red hot. Um, and you know, echo is doing echo things and maybe he will figure out a quarterback and that will really put him over the top because really what separates it. it, it, There's not that much that separates. It's it's 20, 20 points between these three teams. So it's, it's, it's not very much. One
0: Surprise, motherfucker. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to throw something out there that is probably a ridiculous idea, but I think it'll help Spencer in the end. Cause I should have done it last year and I didn't do it. I think Spencer should trade Christian McCaffrey. I think the return he can get on a guy like that will help fill his other holes. It could get him an RB two. So then he starts, you know, two RB two types. Um, and you know, I think I think it could keep him afloat. I made the mistake of holding on to McCaffrey all season, and it did me absolutely no good. So, coming from a guy who doesn't trust Christian McCaffrey, I, you know, and his
2: recent injury history, I think he should dump him. Hmm, that's something to ponder, Spencer. If you're listening, but you're not, you should think <laughs> about it. Uh, we'll we'll move on to the next middle tier here. Uh, this is I call this the West Tier because these three teams are very close together and they're all in the same division. It's number six. I have the Dynasty. Number five. I have Show Me A TDs, And four is the Keeks to Success. But really, you can swap any three of those. Uh, that's they're, that's the
0: South Tier.
2: The South, whatever. The South Tier. Uh, there, it's uh, their team. Any of them can do go do well, they have decent teams, but they're all in the same division. So it's a dogfight. There's going to be some losses there just because they have to face each other. So it's going to be interesting to watch.
1: I mean, right now in points scored, they're four, five and six, and they're separated by again, 20, which is not, not that many points in this, in this PPR league. That's really not a huge gap between three teams and they're all doing really well jimmy is fighting for his life and he's making it work right now he's still scoring a decent amount of points and i think he's doing well and keegan is also i mean all these three of these teams are on the up and up right now and they've all been doing well they just haven't broken through that ceiling yet and i think one of them is definitely going to break through um and dominate for the rest of the season and I, i just can't put my finger on which one i think it might be keegan But Jimmy's doing a very good job trying to stay afloat. So it could be him too. Uh, Yeah. And also the running back core from Deej might float him the whole way. So we'll see.
0: I was literally thinking the exact same thing of what to say, just as you were saying it. I think one of these teams will remain. Uh, In this similar type of ranking and either be, you know, the last one out or the last, you know, the last one in when it comes to, you know, the playoffs, I think two of these guys will fall a little bit and maybe one of the bottom tier teams will make its way up. Um, I agree. It also might be Keegan. And again, I also agree. It could be uh, the dynasty as well, just because he has guys that'll keep him afloat, win him some weeks, and you know, you find yourself at seven and seven, and maybe that's your maybe that's the record that gets you in the playoffs this year. Who knows?
1: But what is interesting is there. these are three very good teams in the same division. So I think someone's gonna be, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, someone's definitely gonna be shut out um if things keep it on the same the same yeah. way.
2: Oh, it's going to be, you know, the way the season's set up is we're not going to play each other, I think, again, until the end of the season. So it's going to be all divisional matchups to finish it up. And if they're all facing each other and they're all good, somebody has to lose those
1: games. Right.
2: So that's really good. Someone's got to lose. Yes. So we'll move to the top three. Uh, And, you know, they're all podcasters. This is the podcast division. Podcast tier. Uh, it hasn't moved since last week. Uh, I'm sure number three, Moose Mayhem, and number two, Wieners, Wien Dogs, will have something to say about the number one team, two beers too deep, but he's going to be on top in my rankings because nobody else puts them out and they don't want to for some reason until he loses a game. Maybe this week, we don't know, but until he loses a game, he is the number one team, uh, even though Moose has the most points scored and, you know, Doge just keeps scoring a lot of points, you got to keep winning and he lost the first week. So
1: this tier of all the tiers separated by nine points. Okay. That is insanely close. All these teams are super good. I took a huge hit by losing Ceh, and I don't think I can sustain this. There's no way um, that I can figure this out this week to plug that hole. I might get a win, but my team's not going to get sustainably better. Uh, in the next week i don't think i don't have high hopes um so i think joe and and wiener are definitely top dogs and wiener's team just looked ridiculously good this week um i i love justin herbert um and i think he's just going to be on fire for the rest of the season they're really clicking on offense joe how
2: do you feel about being in the top three uh
0: it's a certain I've already uh I've already hit my uh win total from last season so that's always a good thing right Yay, congratulations, <laughs> Yeah congratulations man yeah. So I can't do I could do worse I guess I could go 3 and 11 shit Um I uh th- I mean the two weeks I lost I scored like 112 and 115 so if I go by what I said earlier you score that amount of points you're just not going to win or you're going to sneak out a win So, you know, the weeks I won, I should have won. The weeks I lost, probably should have lost. Um, Obviously, this week was pretty nuts. Uh, 180-something came out of nowhere. I fell asleep thinking I definitely wasn't catching up to Greg, and then I did. Um, But, yeah, you know, I mean, I randomly have a bunch of questionables coming into this week. I mean, I I guess we'll be all right. Um, but I've kind of already set my matchups moving forward to kind of plug and play. And I like what I see. Um, if I lose a running back or two, I have a running back or two to replace them. So, and that was the intention when I drafted. So I think we're in a good position. I mean, if I start seeing Spencer level of injuries, then I probably got to start making some moves and start moving some guys. But, uh, but yeah, so far so good. Still not, still not pleased, but we'll uh, we'll keep moving forward. Uh,
1: yeah, if you remember what I said last week, I said this was the injury tier, um, and lo oh, and behold, oh, come I, on, get, uh, dude, I said it last in last week's episode. I said this is <clears> the- <throat> if any of these teams suffers an injury, it's gonna make them, it's gonna push them down. And guess what? I suffered the injury, so it's, it's you, gonna- you. I mean,
2: in terms of injuries for a team, C E H has only really done like. Good things for you, like a couple weeks. Like he, you, 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 you could have worse. True. But still. See so you guys yeah. ready to take you got you guys ready to take a look ahead. See what see what we're looking at next week. Sound good to you? To the future.
0: The anthem uh, of the football team. To the Name redacted. To the
1: positive outcome. Players. On the
2: all right, that is our week six preview sounder. Maybe we'll see if it makes a return in week seven. I like it, but you know we'll take a poll. We'll see what happens. All right, let's start with the uh, the Vinzelunes versus the Dynasty. Actually, before we get into the the matchups, quick recap from last week: Moose who sent in no picks, so he went zero and zero. Grasso went three and three, and both me and Doge went four and two. So we'll see if we can replicate that this week. All right, so yeah, so let's go right into the Vinzaloons versus the Dynasty. This is going to be a really, really close matchup. Uh, there, I think both teams are kind of firing on a lot of good cylinders. I like the matchups for both teams. I really think though Vinny's team has just a slight edge as long as Zeke and Kareem are healthy. I don't think dJ's wide receivers are going to show up. So I'm going Vinny. Joe.
0: Um, I might go Vinny as well. I mean, we've, we've learned that Kareem is really kind of a one-two punch, 2 headed monster, whatever you want to call it in Cleveland. Zeke finally coming to his own, let's hope, Woods sustains the um, the level of productivity he had last week. Uh, Zach Ertz is a question. Um, I know he lost Everett, and I know David Njoku is, uh, you know, his big pickup here. I personally think he should swap out uh, Njoku for Ertz. But, um, I mean, I... <clears throat> I just think there's more strengths on Vinny's side than there are on DJ's side. So yeah, I would go. I think I'm going Vinny
2: here as well. All right, Grasso. Give me, give me a few words here.
1: Uh, this man, I think this is going to be super close. Um, Dak is definitely <clears throat> looking like Dak and he really has a really good running back room. Um, so Josh Jacobs is going to look good in his flex, but he doesn't have any wide receivers. And I think these wide receivers are a bit of a question mark. Bobby Treat is probably going to go off again. Um, they're clicking really well. Um, Let's go, Vinny. Okay. And
2: Doge, if you're listening, if you ever want to send in a request or, you know, what your picks are, let me know. And you don't have to be like Joe and forget.
0: No, it's not Gregory,
2: sir. No, you're not Gregory, sir. No, I'm not Gregory, sir. Moving on to the weak side werewolves versus the Fitz magic. Uh, Fitz is still looking for his first win and I got to be honest with you, I don't think it's happening this week. Uh, Miles Sanders and James Conner are not who you want to be starting as your RB1 and 2. Cortland Sutton is his wide receiver too. Uh, Jared Cook Latavius Murray, these are not names you want to be saying out loud when you're looking at who scored points for your team. So, you know, I don't even have to look at analyze Dale's team. I'm just going to go with Dale. Joe, what do you think?
0: Uh, I would have to agree. Um, yeah. Cause he's losing Camara for a buy. Right. I know he did that big trade with uh with Doge for, you know, James Connor, but Uh, okay sure fine it's probably just a one week plug so that you have somebody to throw in there Mm -hmm. um i'm surprised marlon Mack is even rostered on his team i know it's on his bench but like i feel like that's just a waste of a spot when nike mines is the number two there um
2: mac did have a big game last week though i don't know It might have just been like a thought like oh he did well you know I'm, I'm I'm so I'm salty about Marlon Mack cuz remember he went of down week
0: 1 and then the uh then the mayhem just fell apart after that. Um I agree with you though. I think uh the Werewolves have a stronger team here and they're starting to be on the up and up. Um the really the only, only weakness I see and no offense to you Ben, the really only weakness I see is really in Dale's flex. Um but that's it.
1: I really like Dale's team. Um James Robinson, I don't know. On that offense, he is the only bright spot. Um, and they just keep feeding him and feeding him, which is the smartest thing they could possibly do. Uh, Marquise Brown uh, is a freak of nature, uh, and he learned how to catch the football. So it's going to be very hard to slow him down. Um, and Devontae Adams is at, maybe at the pinnacle of what we might ever see. Uh, for wide receiver right now. Fitzmagic might have a turnaround game. I mean, Hop might have a good game. Murray might have a comeback game. Miles Sanders might actually show up, but I don't think he'll be able to overcome the weeks at Werewolves. Going the Werewolves.
0: I don't think Miles Sanders is showing up against Tampa Bay. Nope. He's starting three, three Cardinals he's starting. So that's I like a
2: game. I feel like Tom Brady wants to come play against the uh... – any team that beats him in the super bowl. Yeah. So the three, I didn't realize
0: this, I, I digress real quick and I take some time back. I didn't realize he was starting three Cardinals against Cleveland who, yeah, I know they gave up 40 something points against the Chargers, but uh, I don't know if that's a strong uh, strategy right there.
2: Right. Yeah. All right. So another sweeping, let's, let's go to the next one that I think is going to be a sweep too. It's the wieners Wien dogs versus the Papa Squats. <laughs> I just don't, you know, I just don't see a path for victory for Spencer's team here. Chase Edmonds and Devon Singletary. Devon Singletary is um not the guy to own in Buffalo. I mean, Kirk Cousins is his patchwork. Even if Christian McCaffrey starts this week, I, 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 I just don't see it. The Doge's team has too many really good players. So I'm
1: going Doge. Grasso. Uh, me, my turn. Um, okay. Um, genuinely, Wiener's team, I think, is super good. And Papa Squats is filling holes. He's trying to plug the – he's bailing out the the sinking ship as best he can. Um, he's got desperate times call for desperate measures. I think what Joe was saying, you know, he's got to make it maybe a CMC trade. I don't know. He's got to do something to shake it up. Uh, but I'm definitely going weed dogs.
0: All right, Moose. Even if it's not CMC, if you have a team that, you know, kind of knows that they're in the bottom and they're just going to need to squeak out one win for the mouth breather playoffs, trade Russell Wilson. You know, like, you know, he's going to be healthy for that last playoff push. So, so you have a strong quarterback in there. Um, but I digress with that. Yeah, it's Devin Singletary. Come on, man. Like, stay away from the Bills backfield. That's coming from me. Like, please, just Spencer. I know you're not listening, but
1: don't do it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I highly of Devin Singletary last week, and I'm sorry that I did.
0: He's. I was listening to that, and I'm like, "But Chris, are you uh, are you okay?
1: <laughs> I thought I thought you know I thought they might want to pass to him more. He's more flexible in the. Past. I mean, he's
2: he's he's fine. He's fine. So, and so, so wait, hold on. Let's let's digress here. Who is your pick for this matchup? Oh, my pick is my pick is Greg. (laughs) Let's let's try and stay focused on the analysis here. Sorry. And
0: I I think I think uh, Greg's pick of Dan Arnold is pretty sneaky. I think uh, Dan Arnold, didn't he just leave? Where did he leave? Did he leave Jacksonville to go to? No, he's on Jacksonville now. He's in Carolina. Um, Dan Arnold, I think, is a is a decent pickup for tight end there. So he
2: used to be in Carolina. Yes. So yeah. you, so, so a, an yeah, announcer, Dan, yeah. had, an announcer yep. had to say that. Can you, can you say that again? I think I accidentally paused the recording. Uh, <laughs> the front, so, uh, so some guy has to say the tongue twister, Dan Arnold to
1: Sam Darnold or used to, that is such a w- wasted opportunity. Absolutely. I watched the first game that they broadcasted and the broadcasters were loving it. They were like, Darnold to Arnold. Every single time he was like, Oh, I love it so much. Darnold Arnold. It was it hurt it hurt my also. Soul.
0: Also, sorry to our listeners. It probably sounded like a jump cut and/or flash frame and or record skip. But uh, we're back, we're back to business now. Thank you. Yeah, you're gonna have fun in post op. Uh, it's it's <laughs> just all one clip, so it's just gonna skip over each other, and I'm just gonna throw it in there. So it is what it is.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, let's move on to two beers too deep versus the Big X bashers. Uh, this matchup is going to be tight. It's going to be close. I, you know, it's it's really you know matchup specific. Derrick Henry against Buffalo is going to be tough, even though he's he's the uh, he's really just a moose of a back. But Buffalo is just the best team in the football right now. Uh, he's got some holes, uh, and Eccles team has some good matchups here. I think I'm going with the Bashers. Moose, tell me what you think. Am I crazy? Gregory. That's it. I mean, it's
0: the Bashers I think are starting to feel the hit of uh Am I looking at this right though? Is are your your matchups or is
1: your lineup set, Chris? I am barring. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. It's it maybe if you want to make a trade for one of your 37 running backs, Joe, <laughs> I have
0: five running backs. And, yeah. I don't know. Um,
1: yeah. so if you want a wide receiver, I have plenty of wide
0: receivers. He's, he's got to get off this. Uh, I digress real quick. Get off of Brandon cooks, man. I'm sick. Of, he's, he's You have so many better options to put in there. Chris, I'm going with you. Um, also you should, Oh, you already took both your IR spots. IR thing, real quick. Back to what Ben always says, Spencer, use your IR spots. You have four guys who are eligible for IR, and not a single one of them is on the IR. Dude, use, we're an hour into the pod. We're an hour into the podcast. There's no way he's listening. Use to the IR spots. Um, he's starting. Greg's starting Tony Pollard. I'm going, Chris. He's starting Tony Pollard for God's sake. Give me a break.
1: No, but he's he's just he plays these games where he puts someone in so that we're looking at it during the podcast. He's probably gonna end up playing Chuba Huba because <laughs> him, he's not gonna play.
2: <laughs> is there a consensus on how to actually pronounce his name? I think it's Chuba Chuba Hubbard. It's, it's not Chuba, Chuba
1: Yeah, but it, Chuba, no. I think it's
2: Chuba. It's not Chuba. I it's
1: think it's. Chuba. I think
2: it's. So Chuba. it's like a Chupa chupa, not a Chuba
0: Hubba. It's like a like a Chupacabra. Ah. Oh, I, know, man, you're a jerk. I mean, you're really just stupid. I mean, it's not even clever or funny or anything. It's just dumb.
2: I, I, we we got to talk about that Mike Francesca clip. I don't know if we should keep using that. We could talk about that in post-production. There's, there's not very many Francesca clips, so that's the best. I don't I know find. if we
1: should be using any at all. All right, we'll talk about it in post. Though. All
2: right, so wait, Moose, did you pick somebody again? Oh yeah, we think, keep losing check.
0: Sorry, sorry, I had a, I had a. This is a tall boy of Josh Allen seltzer, so oh, uh, I definitely two beers too deep. Okay, it's not, it's not going to be close.
2: Oh, and not, not even close. Okay, I, uh, I think, I
0: think the basher scores sub
1: 100 points this week. Wow, throwing out some really, really bold down, claims. Write that down next to his. uh. Do you have I a little. Am. You have a document. He, his, he epit-
0: his epitaph.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have all of our picks from this
2: year and last year. Oh, nice. That's uh, uh, yeah. All right. So, Grasso, what do you think about your matchup?
1: Um, I think that Trevor Lawrence has thrown six interceptions this year. No, okay. I lied. He's thrown six touchdowns this year. Okay. That He's is a number. Thrown, that is a number. He's thrown eight interceptions and has two fumbles. He is uh, a rookie. And he is a rookie. And that's the one big – everybody else could probably score points. Tony Pollard's been showing up. They've been using him almost in tandem with Zeke. Um, Henderson Jr. is just the, – the whole field is open for Henderson Jr. because – they can throw the ball so well, so they have to drop everybody in coverage so that the middle of the field, they just dump it off to him or he has a nice run on second down or something like that. He's Echol can score a lot of points, and that's what always makes me nervous. Um, And I don't really know what I'm doing. i running back, too, so it's a huge gamble. Um, maybe a trade is coming down the pipeline. Who knows? Um, but I have wide receivers to give, so maybe we'll see. Um, I'm gonna pick. I, I can't pick Ackle in my right mind, um, so I'm just gonna pick myself. Why
2: oh, yeah. not? All right, going for you. Going two beers too deep for two beers too deep. Let's talk about this mayhem matchup. Now he's catching the TDs at maybe the right time. We'll see how Devonta Booker. Slides into Jimmy's lineup after he spent an exorbitant amount of money on him. There's not really any buys that affect this p- team except for you know you're you're missing out on Cordarelle Patterson and you know Brandon Ayuk. But I think that Joe's team is really clicking on all cylinders here. So even though the matchup says it's going to be close, I think uh, the Mayhem are going li- to win pretty handily. What do you think, Grasso?
1: um i like what jimmy has done to try and fill the holes in his team um darrell williams and Devontae booker are probably the two best people that he could have put in that I mean, the two best pickups that he could have um but they're both haven't been starting running back before and once you get up in a number of touches it gets harder to hold the football Uh, You get banged up, so I think them being their first time, they're gonna. I think there's gonna be fumbles involved, a lot of maybe some handoff situations that they're gonna have trouble with. Um, I think since we're in a PPR league, they'll both do relatively well because they're gonna get the ball dumped to them. Um, So show you, show me TDs. Probably could have a surprising game. Tom Brady could also just I don't know throw five more touchdowns and four hundred yards. So that's always helpful. Moose's team is fantastic, though. Lamar Jackson is absolutely incredible. Um, Watching him play the end of that football game was absolutely, I don't know, inspiring. If I could paint, um, I'd paint Lamar Jackson. Um, So does that mean you're going with Moose? I'm going with Moose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Moose, you're like looking, you're like, well, Swift is questionable, but he can just plug and play Aaron Jones is questionable. He has someone that can fill that hole. So it's not even a question if those people are playing or not, you'll be just fine.
0: The only guy I'm really worried about is is Nick Chubb. He didn't practice today, neither did Kareem Hunt. It's possibly maintenance just because they had such a tiring game on Monday or Sunday. That's exactly Um, what it is. Yeah. Jones is questionable every week. Swift is questionable every week. I'm fine with that. I mean, look, Jamal Williams is questionable as well. Um, Those are a week in week out thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the, uh, the position the team is in right now. Um, I didn't expect the point total from last week, but I mean, I personally think the weakest spot on my team is Amari Cooper. And that says a lot. So, you know, see if we can keep it going. I will, uh, I will
2: pick myself. Excellent. Moving on to the final matchup and a difficult one to judge because I keep looking and waiting. Oh, Keegan's finally updated who he's starting on his team. Uh, so we're going to look at the keys to success versus the broken Cox. Uh, I think it's going to be a close matchup. You know, it's closer than what the score says it is. Uh, you, I don't see Mike Williams replicating that 35 point performance, I, but I also don't see Mahomes and Tyreek Hill being as bad, like as mediocre as they were last week. Uh, And I, Stefan Dix is bound to break out. He's due. He, everybody else in that team is in a scoring party and he's being left out. I think Josh Allen is going to connect with him quite a bit. Carson Wentz has finally found himself in Indian. So is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, You know, I think there's a lot of promise on the broken Cox. That being said, I think Keegan's going to win. Joe?
0: I don't know. I think I'm going to go with you. I mean, I'm looking at sure Mahomes and Hill will probably do somewhat decent against Washington. I get it. Mike Williams has obviously, you know, been very good this season, but David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, uh, Noah fant has been hit or miss. Um, Gaskin, people were saying he's droppable. I know he had a big week recently. I don't think he's droppable. I think he's a fairly solid RB 2 flex if you need
2: Somebody he, he gets there. the receiving. He, get, he is yes. the most consistent receiving back. Lately. Yes,
0: yes. So I I, I like that. Um, you're now a member of the Zach Moss fan club. Uh, welcome. Um, Double digits yeah. every single week this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he? Hold on. What is he ranked? What number? Oh, it's 23. 23.
2: All right. And he, oh. and, he di- and he didn't even play the first week of the season. That's, that's not fair. Yeah, twi- that's right. It was that healthy scratch, yeah. He was the, he's the 12th ranked but running back since week two.
0: So, you know what? I mean, you know, you've you're caught uh, you caught Zach Moss at the right time, probably in the right season. Um, and you know what?
2: I, li- I like Wentz. I
0: think him and Pittman, who was obviously on my team, have uh, developed a good rapport. I know Hilton's mm-hmm. going to come back soon, but I think the Pittman-Wentz thing is a pretty special combination. Um, and I think he'll keep that rolling, especially against Houston, who is god-awful. So, I'm going with you. Excellent.
1: I Russell, want... What do you think? <laughs> Boop. Um, I'm really thinking super hard. This is, um, this is tough. No fan is probably not going to, I'm looking at like matchup wise and Carson Wentz versus Patrick Mahomes is like a pretty obvious Mm -hmm. who's going to, but I think Carson's going to do better than expected. Um, I think they got a lot of confidence last week in that win. I think that line, which has a lot of, they're missing, they were missing like two of their best linemen last week and that's how good they looked. I think they're going to do look pretty good against Houston. Um, I don't know, man. I'm going with the broken cocks on this. You got your first win. I think you, you keep rolling. Keegan's team is bloated because of Mahomes and Hill and Mike Williams. Um, he has. I think he has an upper hand. I think your team shows up. I think Antonio Brown... Definitely grabs and a lot of passes away from where Godwin would get passes. So that's who do you the, think wait who do you think scoring more yeah, yeah, yeah. Godwin or, or Brown. Brown? Brown all day. I think Brown might be Brown might score more fantasy points this season than all of the other than all, Did you say that at the beginning of the season? I, yeah, why well, said he's the most fan? I, or at the beginning, you of said the, at the beginning of the episode, but at the beginning of the season, I think you said something about Antonio Brown being. I I did say he
2: was going to end up being the best Tampa Bay wide receiver this yeah, season. I, think, I did I say think,
1: that. I think I think you did, and I think you're right. Um, and Diggs is um, Diggs is just waiting, dude. Diggs is just a dragon waiting to be stirred, and he's gonna come out. If if they're losing, I think against Tennessee, you're gonna see a lot of, uh, Diggs. He'll show up when he needs to. Uh, broken cocks all day.
2: All right, the, I didn't expect that to happen, but we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. That brings us to the end of another successful week. So I just want to one quick note here at the end before we uh, go away for the evening. We started this podcast in week six of last season. It is now week six of this season. So we have done an entire full season's worth of podcasts. This is basically our one year anniversary on this podcast. So I just want to, I want to thank you, Two Beers Too Deep, Chris Grasso Doge. When you listen to this, I want to thank you. Joe, you, you funded us throughout the first year and you sent in so many great cameo clips and now you're here as our producer. So thank you for all that you've done as well. It's uh it's been a ride and we're gonna keep going with it, I think, as long as we can.
1: Thanks to the listeners. Shout out to everybody that listens that's not in the league.
2: Right. Well now we're on Spotify too. Where we're are on you? Spotify
1: Google Play. It's going deep, boys.
2: All right, so for the Two Beers Too Deep, Chris Grasso for the man up by Christo the Redeemer, what, what, whatever it's called. Christ the Redeemer in Brazil. Uh, the Wieners Wean Dogs, Greg Marcoux for the man in the booth, the, the Moose Mayhem, Joe Framusa. I'm the Broken Cock himself reminding you to win your week. I'm
1: Christian
2: scat
0: man, Spencer, trade Christian McCaffrey.
1: But it stutters one way or the other. So check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, I don't let
0: nothing hold you back. It's a scat man. can.: The song ready. is actually quite enlightening, if you know the background of it. Because I never stutter
2: when he sings. But what you don't fuck
1: you. And
2: I'll see you tomorrow.